God, may that be our prayer to you this morning, God, just to take us deeper, draw us closer to you, Lord. Reveal yourself to us, God. Show us your heart because, God, therein lies true life, true love. Everything that we need, God, is found in you. So just take us there this morning, God. Inspire us and change us from the inside out into who that you already see us being, God. We love you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, this feeling of intimacy with the Lord that you're feeling now here in this place, and hopefully you're feeling it at home, this is something that God means for you to take with you outside these walls, not leave it here in this church. God wants an intimate relationship with you 24-7. Every breath that you inhale is from Him, and let every breath that you exhale be for Him. And just watch life change when you take his presence with you and live in his presence day to day. I just wanna encourage you to do that and just watch what happens, amen. Well, just a couple uh, announcements this morning before I get to introduce our guest speaker this morning because Pastor Tim is out of the uh, Lower Peninsula. I believe he's on the other side of the bridge. Maybe he's making his way back. I don't really know, but he's in one of the most beautiful places on earth up in the Porcupine Mountains. So um, we are just having a special guest here. But before he comes on, two announcements real quick. If you were here last week, you might have heard um, this week we're going to continue the giving for the uh, Montrose Ministerial Association is collecting a monetary donation so that they can take that money and buy a brand new pair of shoes for every single elementary school age child that goes to the Montrose School District. So if you can, if you're willing and able to be a part of that blessing, go ahead, put the cash in this envelope and put it in the offering plate as you leave. Just make sure you write MMA somewhere on the envelope or shoes or something like that. And if you're a little bit more high tech, we also have an app that you can do that with on your smartphone at home. There should be a link down in the comment section. If not, you can just go to our Facebook page or a web page or our app on your smartphone and just be a part of that blessing if you are able to. And then secondly, um, this is very, very important to us. There is a survey that was sent out a couple weeks ago. If you had not had a chance to complete the survey, please do so. We're just kind of naming it, where are you at, how are you doing kind of thing. So there's information back here. You can text it. You can access it on our Facebook page. Just make sure to answer. It literally took me like one minute to fill this out. But it's near and dear to our heart as staff, as elders, as the leaders here, and definitely for Pastor Tim to reach out to the congregation and just know how you're feeling. Are your spiritual needs being meant? Is there anything or being met? Are there anything that we could be doing here at church to get you online viewers feeling comfortable to come back here um, physically? So just let us know so that we can just stay connected with you and make sure that you are being discipled and that you are growing and staying spiritually healthy. So fill that out. Very, very important. And then just real quick, um, this isn't really an announcement or anything, but if you guys are all a part of Carrie Muncy's fan club, basically is what I'm calling it, or if you're a supporter, whether it's financial or just on the, the prayer support team, she emailed us this uh, update, and I just want to share with you the praise reports. Uh, first of all, God's provision for her traveling expenses, meeting 90% of her monthly support goal. Uh, the support of friends and family back home. She's thankful for technology because she's able to keep in touch with everybody so easily. Uh, the kindness of the people there in Rwanda, uh, Kigali, 
Valley specifically is where she's at, providing food, company, and helping her adjust to life. And then she feels grateful for a safe apartment and new friends. And then she has three simple prayer requests. So guys, just go to the throne of grace with confidence for Carrie regarding this. She asks that we pray for God's wisdom as she continues to plan for school and to begin staff training, strength and boldness as she starts this new adventure, and that she can learn how to balance work life, getting to know people, and having some downtime. So let's just continue to prayerfully support her. Now, without further ado, hey Ryan, Hi. where are you at, man? Okay, I have the honor and the privilege of introducing today's speaker, Ryan Craig. Most of you know him probably as our awesome, anointed, gifted, um, definitely called children's minister. And if you've had the opportunity to be back in kids' church with him, you know that he is definitely anointed by the Spirit to do that. But maybe you don't know that his words are also awesome for us grown-ups here. And if you haven't had a chance to even watch his kids show, I would like your own channel basically is what's needed. It will minister to you in simple layman's terms. And you'll be like, oh, that's what that Bible story meant. Or, oh my gosh, you know, so like you will get wisdom and revelation from Ryan's teaching today. And specifically today, his teaching is the what gave me the 24 active minutes. So get ready, move your coffee table in your living room. And and make sure the dog is out of the way so you don't trip and fall. Ryan, let's pray for you today because you have something amazing for us, right? All right. Put your arms out for him. God, I just pray a special anointing upon Ryan, Lord. Spirit, fall fresh on him. Let you take over his words, his mind, his body, his actions today. And Lord, I just pray for the hearts to receive it, God, and to respond to what it is that you have put on his heart to share, God. Thank you so much for this willing vessel. And I just pray a fresh anointing upon him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Good morning. All right, some of you are still asleep. It's 11 o'clock. I said good morning. Yeah. All right, and good morning, everybody, on Facebook, YouTube, anywhere we're streaming. It's great to be with you guys as well today. Uh, as Megan said, um, you guys probably know me from the kids' ministry stuff. You've probably seen my videos standing on my desk, shouting my head off, losing my mind in these videos to keep your kids entertained and, most importantly, learning about God. I promise I'm not going to stand on any tables today. So you don't have to worry about that. But I'm ex so excited to share this word with you today. Uh, we've, been, we've been doing this, this series on worship and the seven Hebrew words of worship. And it's been incredible. I've seen so many of you guys transformed in the way that you worship God. I've seen you unlocking that, that intimate experience with the Lord. And it's been incredible to grow with you, to learn with you, to worship with you. And I'm excited because today's word is amazing. Before we go any further, though, I want to go over uh, the, the previous words that we've gone over with you just real quickly uh, right here on the screen. So first we learned about Tehillah, which is a spontaneous song. We do that quite a bit now. I hear you guys doing spontaneous songs out here. We do it up here on stage, and it's so awesome to see you guys doing that. Next we have Shabak, a shout of victory. I heard some shouts this morning. We get loud. Uh, Barak, Megan talked about Barak, to kneel in honor and humility. Yada, to raise arms and praise. Uh, Zamar, we haven't done, but to play music. Uh, Toda, to lift arms and surrender and confession. And then today, we're doing this next one, Halal. And I'm going to, uh, before I go on to that definition, I'm going to read what I have here. So Halal, make a show, to boast, to celebrate, to act foolishly. I'm really good at that one. 
to sing uh, to somebody who's worthy of praise or to dance. Now, in kids' church, we dance a whole lot. It's a lot of fun. I've seen Boyd. He's got some awesome moves over here. Boyd, I love your moves, man. And by the time we get done with kids' church, your kids are ready to take a nap. We get into it. And we look silly, but it's fun. But today, before we go, uh, before we go on, I want to show you a quick video of some examples of dancing in the world. So right here, we do this every day with our spouse, right? Daily occurrence. That's me before, I, uh, before church today. Can't tell I've been working out. All right? Uh, this one, I've seen some of your pictures from high school. That's what was happening there. Uh, right here, sporting events. Guys, we all, we've all done this before. We get excited. We get into it. We're ready. We're dancing. We're, at, we're looking like this guy. Kind of foolish. Now, this last one's probably the most important. I need you to pay attention to this last dance here. You ready? It's a squirrel. I just thought it was funny. Well, anyways, we see all this dancing out in the world. We see people celebrating, and you know what? It's great. I'm not discounting that at all, but today, we're going to learn why we should dance for God. It's going to be awesome. Uh, real quick, I want to talk about the word halal and the word hallelujah. Did you know that the word halal is the root word in hallelujah? And hallelujah is the same and every language. It's one of the few words, from one of my studies I found, it's one of the few words that is the same in every word, language. So halal, to boast, to praise, to give this exciting uh, uh, form of worship. So halal or halu, halalu, and then yah, Jesus, God. So we give praise to God. So I think that's just a powerful word uh, uh, for us to remember. When we say hallelujah, we're talking about that crazy, fun worship to God. So today I want to tell you a story. I work with kids, I love to tell a story, and today I want to tell you a story from the Bible. Is that okay? Can I tell a story from the Bible? Uh, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite people in the Bible, David. And when I think about David, and when we think about David, we think about these incredible accomplishments. We think about him as a shepherd boy, playing his harp and his praises rolling through the hills. And we think about him with that stone and that sling taking out the predators, delivering food to his brothers in the army. And they were scared of the giant. And David boldly stepped out, armed with a, a sling, some stones, and the presence of God, and defeating the giant. And then we think about how he fell into favor with king, the king, and then he was so incredible that he fell out of favor because the king was jealous on the run. And then, this is a big flex, marrying the king's daughter and becoming king himself. We think about these things, but there's a story about David that just blows my mind. You see, Saul was a king that was big on military conquest, fighting battles, and then David came in and he wanted to return Israel to a place that worshiped God, to a place that honored God. So one of his top priorities was to return the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, the new capital in Israel. So a little bit of history behind the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark was this really big box. My grandpa built a, uh, hi, Papa. 
My grandpa built a, uh, a replica of the ark once, and it's incredible. It's ornate, it's beautiful, but this ark was built when Moses created the Ten Commandments, he came down from the mount, they put the Ten Commandments in it, and that represented the presence of God. Remember that. That represented the presence of God. We know God's much bigger than a box, but that represented God's presence. This box then traveled with them to the promised land. It got moved around a whole lot. It fell into the enemy's hands, and, and the enemy eventually got sick of God being angry with them, and they returned it to Israel, but it kind of traveled around before that. When David became king, he said, I want the presence of God in the capital city, in the city of my people. I want the presence of God there for us to enjoy the blessings. So he gathered 30,000 men, and they traveled. And they went and they got the ark. And you guys, they were excited. They were joyful. They were playing instruments. They were shouting. They were singing. And they were dancing. Hello. And on the way back, they hit a bump. And the ark started to fall. And this man named Uzzah reached out and touched the ark. And then he just died. It's intense. Because the presence of God wasn't being respected. David panicked a little bit, said, why is this happening to me? He left the ark behind in, in a house, and he left it there, and there was blessings on that house for the next few months. And David said, well, if they are getting blessings, maybe I just need to treat it right. Brings it back home. And as they cross the river, and they're entering into Jerusalem, this was a parade like you've never seen. There was people lining the streets, 30,000 men. They were, they were celebrating, playing music. They were worshiping. They were shouting. And they were dancing. David removed his king's robes. He put on a linen ephod, a, a priestly garment that was probably kind of revealing. And man, he danced. He was leaping through the air. The Bible says he was dancing with all of his might before the Lord. Because God's presence was coming back to Israel. God's presence. He was dancing before God's presence. He was excited. Now his wife, Michal, looked down on this and saw her high and mighty and royal king in this cheap outfit, acting like a crazy guy. She got upset, and uh, a lot of us men can empathize with what happened next. Have you guys ever been about to leave the house? How I know this has probably happened to you. <laughs> and Kelly looks at you and says, are you sure you're going to wear that? And you say, yeah, why? Are you sure? I'm going to go change. And let me tell you, I've made this mistake once. I was like, it's fine. I went out, and like a month later, or a couple months later, I was looking through Facebook. I saw a picture of my outfit. I'm like, why did I wear that? And she says, I told you. <laughs> so listen to your wife when she says that. Well, he obviously didn't consult Mikal before this parade because she said, you're out there dancing and acting like a fool. You're the king in this outfit in front of all the women, going crazy, embarrassing yourself. And I love what David says next. He says, I was dancing before the Lord. I was worshiping God, and I am willing to look even more foolish than that if it means I get to worship God. I like what the King James Version says. It says, if I get to play with God. 
So I don't think he was doing some choreographed Backstreet Boys cool dance up there. No, he was looking like a fool. Well, Backstreet Boys, I don't know, maybe he looked foolish doing that, too. And he's dancing with all of his might, and he gets upset, or she gets upset, and he stops her. So today, we've been learning about all these different forms of worship. Raising our hands, being on our knees. We've learned about shouting and tequila, that spontaneous praise. And I think about the sporting events. I've seen some of you guys at these Montrose football games. And uh, you look kind of foolish. Now, I'm not judging you, I do it too. I go to these games and I act like a, a crazy person. And we do this and we're practicing all these, do you guys realize this? When we're at these games, we're practicing all these different forms of worship. Our hands are going in the air when they score a goal. Or it's the few seconds left and they're, about, they're within field goal range, we're on our knees, come on, come on, come on. They score and we're dancing. We're shouting. Today, I want to know, though, how are you worshiping? How are you worshiping? Now, we've been doing this series for over a month now, and I'm seeing some incredible things. I stand up on this stage every week, and I look out at you guys worshiping, and it is amazing. But I'm not, I'm not asking, are your hands in the air? I'm not asking, are you on your knees? I'm not asking, are you dancing? I want to know, how are you worshiping? Are you worshiping with your heart? Or are you being held back? You might have your hands in the air, but are you worshiping with your heart? Isaiah 29, 13 says, hold on, I'm sorry, guys, I lost my spot. Isaiah 29, 13 says, that they praise me with their mouth and their lips, but they, they don't come to me with their heart. Now, I'm not, I'm not accusing you guys of anything. Believe me, I get it. I'm only 34. My back hurts on good days. My feet hurt. And some days I just don't feel like I have it in me. But we've got a reason to dance before the Lord. And we often look at other people around us. We look at, at other people dancing, losing their minds, going crazy, and we can become a Mikau. Right? We look at them and we say, oh man, what happens if a new person comes and they see them losing their mind? They're going to run out the door. They're not dancing for them. They're dancing for God. And here's, here's another question. Sounds the same. It's the same exact words. Are you Mikau? No, not for the person dancing. Are you your own Macau? Are you looking and saying, what if I look foolish? What if I look crazy? What if I look weird? David was dancing before the ark because the presence of God was entering into Jerusalem and it was in its rightful place with God's people. But I want to tell you another story. I'm keeping this short because we're going to dance in a moment. You might say, I don't feel like dancing. You're about to feel like it. You see, you're sitting there. You're sitting in your living room. And you're feeling broken. You're feeling weighed down by your own sin. You're feeling lost. You're feeling addicted. And you can't do it anymore. And you've sinned. 
This is a familiar story. You're all looking at me, and I see the look in your eyes. That's me. Because the Bible says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. And it hurts. Bad. Even if you don't believe in God, it hurts to have that burden in your heart. And he looked down on us. He said, no more. Jesus came to this earth and he was perfect. Because he was incredible. Read, read, the, read the Bible, the New Testament, like a novel sometime. Jesus was amazing. He was perfect. And he loved. And then he chose to be captured. Because he wants to be with you. He chose to die. They beat him. They tore his beard. They whipped him. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They made him drag a heavy cross. It was so, he was so beat up and weary and it was so far that they had to get somebody else to help him carry the cross up that mountain. And then they nailed him to that cross and he suffered for hours. The creator of the universe suffered for you. And he died. And then the ground began to tremble. And the temple, where the presence of God was, where only priests could enter occasionally, and, and, and it was difficult for you to find salvation, the veil tore. And the presence of God came flooding out. David danced before the ark, danced before the presence of God. We dance because the presence of God is all around us. We dance because he is here for us. We dance because Jesus saved us. We dance because he loved us so much that he didn't stay in that grave, but he came bursting out three days later. That is why we dance. Guys, I'm losing my voice from shouting so much today. But I'm excited because guess what? That sin, that bondage, that pain is gone. His presence is here. We're not dancing before his presence. We're dancing in his presence. That is why we practice halal. That is why we shout and why we sing, why we have tequila. That's why we do all of these things because we have the presence of God. Oh man, guys, that is, <laughs> it gets me excited. I've gone off my notes again. I did this in first service. It's okay. Because God is speaking to some of you right now. In here, in this room, he's speaking to some of you online right now. You haven't felt freedom in a long time. You felt hurt and let down. The person that was supposed to pick you up, they failed. You feel like a failure yourself. And you're hurt. You don't want to go on anymore. It doesn't matter. Jesus died for you. The Bible says that there's no greater love than this. Listen to this. There's no greater love than this. Than that of a man who lays his life down for his friend. And Jesus laid his life down for you. That is a great love, guys. I want the worship team to come forward because we're going to dance together. 
we're going to look like a fool today. Don't be Mikal, be David. You're not dancing for the person next to you. You're not dancing for you. You're dancing for God. And guys, I know it's a struggle. I know it is. You see that bass? I get up there and I look like a fool. But do you know what happens when I get down here with you guys? You don't. Because I become Mikal to myself. And God's been working on me. And he said, no more. My presence is there. You're going to dance. Today we're going to dance together. So I want everyone to stand up. And we're going to spend these last 15 minutes worshiping God, dancing before God, and getting excited. Before we do that, as the music starts, we're going to do this a little differently. I want all eyes on me. No eyes closed, no, bet out, no heads bowed. <laughs> I can talk, I promise. As I was speaking earlier, I know, I know there was somebody in here today when I was talking about the pain, feeling let down and hurt, feeling lost and broken. There's at least one person in here right now that right now, today, that's resonating with. I'll be honest, this morning it was resonating with me. So I'm going to raise my hand with you. If you are feeling hurt, if you've never asked Jesus to forgive you and to heal you and committed your life to him, if you have and you've got to do it again, I want you to raise your hand with me. I'm raising my hand. This isn't just standing here with my hand in the air. Thank you. Thank you. We've got hands going up. And in your living room right now, we just talked about this. We don't care if we look like a fool. I want you to raise your hand in the middle of your living room. We're going to do the classic calm response, and we're going to pray together right now and mean this with all your heart. Guys, I just got to say I'm feeling touched right now because I can see the people God showed me that needed this right now, and I'm blown away. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I love you. Jesus, you're real. You're the Son of God. Jesus, I'm broken. I've sinned. I'm sorry. I promise to live for you. I promise to do my best. Jesus, I give my life to you. And I'm ready to dance. Amen. Everybody stand up. I've got to rush back to my base because we're going to dance. You ready? Take your shoes off if you need to.